hostages no more tonight as five Americans are on their way back to the United States. They were freed early this morning after being wrongfully detained in Iran for years. Three of them were in prison for over five years and two others have not yet been publicly identified over their own privacy concerns. But what led to their release is leading to harsh criticism from some Republicans tonight because the U.S. unblocked $6 billion in frozen Iranian oil revenue and dismissed federal charges and released five Iranians of their own. White House officials say that that money can only be used for things like food and medicine and will be subject to strict oversight. The deal was sealed as President Biden arrived here in New York, where he is preparing to address the United Nations tomorrow. All of this is coming as another foreign policy crisis is looming on Capitol Hill over Ukraine. The president is expected to continue to rally the world to defend Ukraine against Russia. But in Washington, there is a growing divide that is on clear display right now among House Republicans over funding that effort. President Zelensky also here in New York ahead of his own meeting with Congress later this week. Let's get straight to the source tonight with Republican presidential candidate, 2024 candidate, Chris Christie. Governor Christie, thank you for being here tonight. Five Americans are now on their way home. If you were president, would you have made this deal today? I would not have made the deal, Caitlin, no. And the idea that Iran would use this money for only humanitarian efforts. Let me tell you what humanitarian is in Iran, Caitlin. That means they cut your hand off before they kill you. Um, that's humanitarian in Iran. Um, this is one of the most barbaric regimes in the world. They are the biggest exporter of terror in the world. And Joe Biden has given them now $6 billion to go and make mischief, more mischief, dangerous mischief around the world. I wouldn't have made this deal as much as I would have liked those Americans to be home. Um, you cannot give $6 billion to a terrorist state. Well, so how would you have handled it? Because, I mean, we've seen this criticism from Republicans, but these were Americans. They were being wrongfully held, some of them in an incredibly notorious prison. And former President Trump had this policy of, of maximum pressure on Iran. He wasn't able to bring them home. No, look, Caitlin, you know, you do the very best you can. You continue to work as hard as you can to get them returned home. But you don't get them returned home to make matters worse. They are now, Americans are now more of a target um, for uh, Iran than they were before because they took five this time. Maybe they'll take 10 next time. And then they'll be looking for 12 billion or $15 billion. This never ends. It's a slippery slope that you slide down. As a leader, you have to say no to that type of thing. I would not have had a problem with exchanging five hostages for five hostages. But uh, for five prisoners, rather. But I would not have given them $6 billion. This empowers that regime to export terror and encourages them to uh, take more Americans in order to try to get more money from assets that are frozen because of their own terrorist conduct. If you were elected, I mean, this is a challenge that you also have to deal with. There are still Americans wrongfully detained abroad. Uh, obviously, Evan Gershkovich is one of the top names that comes to mind, Paul Whelan as well. Why do you believe that you'd be better at handling, you know, these sensitive and complex, is complex issues than some of the people who are running against you, a former president, former vice president, former ambassador to the United Nations, those who have dealt with these kinds of issues before? Well, look, first off, uh, the former president has shown himself to be someone who, uh, in this iteration of his political career, cares only about himself. And more of his statements today um, just prove that. 
Um, he puts himself before he puts any of the American people. So I think he'd be off the list. Um, and, and let's face it, uh, the former vice president and, and the former U.N. ambassador um, had no experience doing this as well. I spent seven years as a prosecutor. And in that job, I had to do get involved in negotiations with a lot of criminals, a lot of folks who were committing crimes um, and trying to resolve those issues. We're using law enforcement and using intelligence capabilities. I've done that before as the United States attorney in the fifth largest uh, office in the entire country. Um, and I think it prepared me very well for the kind of negotiations you would need to be engaged in at this level as president. As I mentioned, President Zelensky is here. He'll meet with lawmakers in Washington later this week amid a government funding fight that includes resistance from your party's right flank to continue supporting Ukraine. What do you say tonight to Republicans, as someone who has visited Kyiv yourself, who argue that more money for Ukraine isn't needed and they're willing to shut down the government over it? Well, look, they're just wrong, and history shows they're wrong. This is a, a, a proxy war with China, Caitlin. Um, this is a proxy war with the Chinese. The Chinese are funding the Russian war against Ukraine. They're supporting it. They've now set their client state, North Korea, um, through Kim Jong-un to meet with Putin, to have them exchange weapons. Um, these folks are connected, all three of them, Kim Jong-un, President Xi, President Putin, are committed communist authoritarian dictators. And they want the world to look like what Russia, China, uh, you know, and North Korea look like. Um, that's not the way I think the world should work. And if we don't stand up to China now, we will be fighting China in Taiwan. And then it won't be just sending arms there. It will be sending American men and women there to fight that fight. And that is not something that we should want to do. In fact, by being tough now, we can avoid that in the future. But that we message doesn't that seem to be breaking through with some members aggression. of your party. Well, look, they have the right to be wrong, Caitlin. But there are many of us who have to stand up and say no. And this is where the president needs to show better leadership. Joe Biden has given the Ukrainians just enough not to lose. He should have been more aggressive right from the beginning. But now he has a job to do. His job is to convince a majority of the United States House and Senate to continue the support for Ukraine. The fact is that they are, they are making progress in their counteroffensive, um, and they'd be making even more if we had armed them with F-16s earlier, if we had given them the artillery they needed earlier. We didn't do those things. And... It's naive to believe, as some in the Republican Party believe, that somehow we can negotiate something with Vladimir Putin, which will quench his thirst for aggression. This is a former KGB operative, Caitlin, who mm -hmm. wants to put back the old Soviet Union. He wants to put it back together. He will not be satisfied until that's done. And we need to stand well, up and say no to that and make that very clear to him by our support of Ukraine. Yeah, I'm not sure that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are listening to, to President Biden or will be convinced by his arguments. But I, I want to ask about something else, because you mentioned you are a former federal prosecutor. Former President Donald Trump was asked over the weekend whether or not he was listening to lawyers or acting on his own accord when it came to challenging the election results, trying to overturn the election. This is what he said called some of your outside lawyers. You said they had crazy theories. Why were you listening to them? Were you listening to them because they were telling you what you wanted to hear? You know who I listened to myself? Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged? Oh, sure. I, okay. I, it was my decision. Does that hurt a legal defense that he could try to use? 
every time he opens his mouth, his lawyers must want to vomit. I mean, this is a guy who is just burying himself deeper and deeper, taking away any potential defense he has um, to the charges that have been brought against him. Um, and, but incredibly, I think, for one of the rare times in his life, Donald Trump is actually telling the truth. I think he was the person who made these decisions. I think he is responsible for his own conduct. And like any adult should be responsible for their own conduct. But I will tell you, if I was his defense lawyer, I'd want to jump out a window every time this guy gets in front of a microphone or in front of a, uh, in front of a screen um, to send something out on true social. Uh, look, this is why we as Republicans cannot nominate him again. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth next. He gets himself in deeper and deeper trouble. He will be sitting in a courtroom every day for all of March and most of April while we should be out there fighting Joe Biden and the Democrats to rewin the White House and take control of Congress. That's why I'm the right person to do this. I will be bringing that fight to him. I won't have to be spending five minutes inside a courtroom. Donald Trump will be. Whether you think those charges are fair or not, and I know there's disagreement with some in our party about that, the fact is they are a reality. And his conduct, which, as you saw from that interview, he doesn't deny his conduct. Caitlin, well, if you don't deny the conduct, then you're in very, very big trouble. And he is in big trouble. And if we nominate him, our party will be in big trouble. We shall see. Former Governor Chris Christie, thank you for your time tonight. Thanks for joining me. Caitlin, as always, thanks for having me.